0: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family.
2: VDW Group. No purchase necessary. where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. KFI AM uh, 640.
0: Bill Handel on a uh, Thursday morning, June 9th. We continue with the program. Uh, some of uh, the uh, big stories we're covering. L.A. County. I've uh, just announced uh, we have the second case of monkeypox. About a week after the first. So uh the first rule of monkey pox, uh medically speaking, stay away from monkeys. That helps a lot. A pox on your monkey. I happen to like that curse. A pox on you. You're giving me the look, Jennifer.
2: A pox on your monkey, and uh, you like that curse? I do. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. So we're covering that. And then tonight, uh, five o'clock our time this evening, uh, the uh, hearings, the January 6th, uh, congressional hearings start, open hearings, televised dog and pony show. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the economy. Oh, really? Why? Because it's bothering us. Oh, really? Uh, Elon Musk uh, sent that email. I told the Tesla executives we talked about this that he has a, quote, super bad feeling about the economy. So he paused hiring and cut the company's workforce, I mean, substantially. And he's not alone. I mean, he is dreading. Now, it, him dreading the economy and uh, we dreading the economy is a very different thing, obviously. But uh, the the sense of dread is really pervasive. I mean, if you ask around, everybody will tell you, ah, we're in trouble. It looks like the economy is going south. But In actuality, the economy is in pretty good shape. Usually when people think like we are thinking now, the economy really does suck. Uh, Not so bad this time around, and I'll tell you why, and then I'm going to give you uh, a, a different spin, a different aspect of something that really does make a lot of sense, and that part isn't good. Okay, so what's going on? Well, the labor market is strong. Unemployment rate is low. Job openings are still at near record levels. Uh, and if a worker wants to find something else to do, knock your socks off, still do that. Stock market, not doing well, but uh, it's not disastrous. And the real problem with the stock market, if you look at it, it's the high-tech stocks that have taken the biggest hits. Uh, the rest of the economy doing reasonably well. Uh, And even with the stock market down, and it has gone down, uh, look at what your portfolio was worth 10 years ago versus today or five years ago versus today. It's still pretty impressive. Now, let's go to the other side. Uh, The elephant in the room is inflation. That's what's really scary, er, scaring everybody else. Chief economist at Moody's Analytics said everything else is doing well. But inflation is high and people can't get around that psychologically. That seems to do it for most of us. And and here is a case in point. I was just doing some numbers. One of the good parts about the economy is wages are up. Right? I mean, we're all doing well. But just gasoline prices. And that puts us into a mental spin. Uh, Over the last two months three months how much is how, how much has gasoline gone up a buck a gallon right yeah let's say a dollar a dollar fifty a gallon and actually a dollar fifty a gallon if you look at uh, the actual numbers I mean it's crazy and from last year how much has it gone up
2: how about this in just a week it's gone up 20 point three cents Unbelievable. and a week ago, and it's two dollars eighteen cents greater than it was a year ago. All Those right. are the numbers in L.A. All County. right,
0: so two dollars a gallon more. Let's call it two dollars a gallon more. And you have a fifteen gallon tank. You're now spending thirty dollars a gallon more. One hundred and twenty bucks a month uh, that you're spending for gas if you fill up uh, once a week, and um, one hundred and twenty bucks is thirteen fourteen hundred $1, fourteen hundred dollars. Let's say you got a raise, okay. And $1,400 a year is, I mean, that's money. You know, you make $50,000, you get $1,400. That's what, 3% raise, whatever? So let's say you got a 5% raise. Over half of that is just the increase in gas that you spent since last year. Half of your raise has been sucked up in the price of gasoline, not counting the rest of the inflation. So the bottom line, for those of us that got raises... And by the way, a lot of people did not get raises. Walk around here. You know what your raise is when you work for iHeart? You keep your job. That's your raise. Hey, I want a raise. You're keeping your job. Congratulations. Oh, 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 okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. I so appreciate it. And then you walk out of the room, you know, hands in front of you clasped together. Thank you. Thank you. And you bow and then you scrape backwards and open the door with your feet uh, because you certainly don't want to turn your back on anybody. Uh, It's... And that is typical of what's going on. But when you look at everything else, we're doing fine. So psychologically, we're doing terrible. Certainly, gas-wise, we're doing terrible. But you have your job. And you got a wage increase, probably. It's all—nothing makes sense, does it, Jennifer?
2: No, nothing Nothing. makes sense. And I'm going to bring you a story uh, that I found last night on KTLA about how much you have to work to pay rent in the major cities in California. It will sicken you on top of the numbers you just gave. That's uh, fantastic.
0: All right, I'm bringing Jen in this one now because uh, every day Jennifer reports on the price of gasoline. And every day it, has, it, it goes up. And I mean, when it, you think you can't get any more, it goes up two cents, three cents. This last week it has exploded. Yeah. And uh, I, we wouldn't have to go through the numbers because uh, it's the the numbers are crazy. And I'm assuming, as you talk, you get a lot of emails and you get a lot of tweets because uh, people actually like you. I don't know what that's like, but <laughs> our listeners actually like you, Jen. Uh, and so you have a, a good connection with our listeners. When especially when you mention these gas prices, uh, how crazy has it been uh, the last week, month? Two months, three months.
2: When it comes to the listeners and things that they have talked about is there are some of them who say it almost costs me as much to go to work as I get paid. Wow. So that when you look at the gas prices, when you're talking today, $6.40 for the average in California, what you have to do to work to make a gas tank, a full tank of gas is almost not worth going to work is what people are saying. It
0: used to be like child care yes was so expensive yes. that people didn't uh, go to work and and we're going to talk about this in a few minutes. Housing is so expensive <sighs> it doesn't even pay to have a home to go back to.
2: No. Well, I mean, well, I mean, it does, but When it comes to these gas prices, the one thing that I think that we got a brief respite about a month ago, I would say, where it kind of started to look like we were going to drop a penny a day. But recently, if you missed it earlier, just in the past week, Handel and I were talking about, it's been 20.3 cents more than it was a week ago. So 7 divided by 21, you're looking at, or 20, you're looking at roughly 3 cents a day that it's going up. Two years ago, or one year ago, we were paying $2.18 less than we're paying right now. And honestly, am I the only one who, when you hear these national news broadcasts and they go, wow, the cost of gas is almost uh, $5 a gallon. And I'm like, shut up. You should be so lucky. 640 here. Am I the only one who gets mad?
0: Well, today, uh, I'm on a quarter of a tank, a little bit less. I tried, oh. I I don't want to fill from zero to full, which I used to do. I'd go on fumes and I'd fill up. Uh, and, uh, I mean, it was not inexpensive, but it wasn't uh, earth-shattering. It wasn't like a stab in your heart. So today, uh, and I've got about an 18, 19-gallon tank. Uh, so today, I'm going to put in probably 15 gallons when I leave here. I'm going to go to the gas station.
2: Say it's any—are you—, are you- Saying that it's going to be six forty a gallon.
0: Uh, it'll probably be in the range because I know there's a gas station, the Sinclair down the street. It's probably I would guess around six twenty, six thirty a gallon. Okay. So what's 15 gallons times 6.30, uh, which is what I'm going to pay? I don't have my calculator here. Can you figure that out while I'm talking? Okay. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll tell you what I'm what I get to pay. What I get to throw that credit card in the machine and how great that's going to feel.
2: While that's going on, and Jen's looking that up. Ninety-three dollars for say that it's 6.20 a gallon, and you're putting in 15 gallons. Ninety-three bucks. Yep. And that's not even. And that's three quarters of a tank. Yes. I filled the truck up. It has a 17-gallon tank, and it was 111 dollars. Isn't
0: that special? And
2: that was at that 5.85 now, a gallon.
0: So you know what's happening as a result of all this? Oh, you talked to the AAA. Uh, April, 50,000 people called the AAA for roadside help. Why they ran out of gas? <laughs> They're on the road there, and uh, that just to let you know that has gone up. Uh, I just, uh, how much has that gone up? Oh, I think uh, 32% from the same uh, same time a month ago or a, a year ago for the same month. 32% up. So for every 100 people that called in, it's 130 people now. And, of course, that's all connected to uh, the price of gasoline. Nothing more, nothing less. Uh, and we read the story, and you do national averages. And I've been watching uh, the national news as I do every night, and you've been reporting on it. That the horrors of five dollars a gallon are quickly approaching those of us who live in the United States. Oh my God! <laughs> and that literally is, is end of the world. It's not just gee, this gas is four, is now four eighty four or four ninety a gallon. It literally the stories talk about. Uh, it's uh, The end of life as we know it, if we hit $5 a gallon, uh, it becomes apocalyptic. Oh, my God, we're that close to the world being over when it hits $5 a gallon.
2: I heard this economist yesterday, and he goes... It could be that within the next few months, we see gas prices at six or seven dollars yeah. across the country. I'm like, come here, it's already here. It's just, I'll show them to you.
0: Yeah, it's, and I said earlier, I, I, when you start talking about these gas prices, and this is all part of the story, and uh, this one, it's just been most of us moaning and bitching and, i know you blame the biden administration the administration can't do jack about this this is a world issue uh it's a world commodity oil too many factors go in the the only people that can control the price of oil uh, literally are the oil producing countries opec um It's that simple because, I mean, we're an oil exporting country, but we suck up the vast majority of oil. We're at the mercy of OPEC. Everybody is. And uh, there's nothing you can do about it except hope— that geopolitically, you got Saudi Arabia, you got Kuwait, uh, that they're going to say, okay, we have to produce more oil. It's very complicated stuff, but don't think uh, that your local gas station uh, does anything other than gouge you, uh, which it does. If you're paying seven or 750 a gallon, you're getting gouged. Trust me. If you're paying 585 a gallon, which uh, you just said yesterday, you paid Jen and Tyler yeah. said he paid yesterday 585 a gallon. that's not a gouge. Yeah. Uh, so you've got that going on. But for the most part, the controls are really small. Uh, and we just uh, and no one cares. No, no one cares. I mean, you
2: you can't care. You have to pay it. You don't have a choice. And then that story that I just brought you, um, it was a story I read on KTLA last night that went over San Jose, L.A., San Diego, San Francisco and the prices that it costs to rent there. And in comparison the money that you make every month, and it let's say in San Jose they cited that people make like twenty-eight bucks an hour-ish or something like that. Basically, they said that you would have to take 77 hours worth of work. So your first two-week paycheck that you got, that would cover your rent. Yeah. So then yeah. based on the numbers that you just were talking about as far as gas, that next paycheck that comes in, say you're paying roughly a hundred bucks a week for gas, four hundred dollars of that two thousand dollar check that is coming in. $400 of that has to go to gas. Now you're left with $1,600 to pay your utilities, and, buy food, clothes. Can you imagine? Clothes. So
1: effectively
0: 60% of your income goes to just pay rent and gasoline. And gas. No, and here's one one before we leave. You would think that people would drive less. Well, that's what the stats show. That's according to this article that, but I haven't seen it. People drive slower because it sucks up less gas. I haven't seen it, but... One of the things about uh, gasoline prices, and this is historical, and that is we think of it in terms of short term, the rise in gas. But we're right on the pre- uh, precipice of thinking, okay, it may be expensive for a very long time. And that's going to translate. You will see fewer people that are going to drive drive as much work more at home, which is going to add to that argument that you have to work at home because you just can't afford to drive. We haven't seen it yet, but I think we're going to see it except for where I drive uh, the roads that I follow because all the people that are not driving on those other streets and freeways will be where I drive.
2: Oh, you're lucky.
0: Uh, Oh, yeah. Just come with me in the afternoon. I should have a 15-minute drive, and yesterday it was 40 minutes. (sighs) I'm moving. I'm going to Burrow, Alaska. Oh. You know, small town, a little cold. I'll buy you some mucklucks. Yeah, yeah.
1: Handle on the news. Late edition.
2: Handle on the news.
1: And now... Here's Bill Handel.
0: KFI AM uh, 640. Bill Handel here. Morning crew. Thursday. Warm Thursday, June 9th. As we continue with the programs, time for uh, Handel on the News Late Edition. Brought to you by directbuyers.com. The hassle-free way to sell your home at a fair price in 10 days or fewer. Visit directbuyers.com. So it's Late Edition with Jennifer and Wayne and me. Lead war- lead story. With also as part of a warning. I almost conflated the two words there. And uh, whenever we talk uh, temperatures, weather storms, uh, heat waves, uh, and immediately we default to Jen. So, Jen, what's going on with the heat wave?
2: This is pretty much your forecast through Sunday. So we've got this heat wave that's coming into Southern California right now. Beach temperature should be low to mid-70s. We'll be in the low 80s for Metro LA and OC, but it's inland, and that's where already starting today at 10 o'clock, most of San Bernardino County and Riverside County will be under uh, heat advisory. Those temperatures today are going to be in the mid-90s to low 100. And like I said, this is the forecast that we're going to have throughout the weekend. Low humidity, of course, that's always makes us nervous. And I don't see, the only thing I don't see, which is good, is I don't see big um, wind reports anywhere. That's good. And I spoke with the National Weather Service earlier this week. They said there were no Santa Anas that were forecast. So maybe that's going to mean things will be a little bit better. Or should a fire break out, we won't have the fuel to push it. Hmm.
0: So uh, let's go to uh, Shmooley Cohen for a snowpack report. Snowpack? That smoke snowpack. Okay. We're not going to be with snowpack reports anytime soon, are we, Jen?
2: Um, no, although I was going to look because I keep it here just in case you ask me for it. And uh, as
0: a negative five inches
2: statewide summary, the average, okay, percent of the April 1st average, we are one percent and percent of normal for this time of year, five percent. We're not good.
0: Really? What a shocker. All right, let's move on.
2: (laughs) All right. The president is in L.A. for the Summit of the Americas. He's going to meet with the leaders of Brazil and Canada today. They're going to talk about how to strengthen cooperation between the nations. That's what he'll talk about with uh, Justin Trudeau of Canada. Uh, but the people he won't be meeting with will be Mexico, Venezuela, Cuba, uh, the nations that he didn't invite. And those that said, because you didn't invite those other nations like Mexico, we're out. We know
0: that Here's The interesting one on this one is that uh, the president of Brazil came, Jair Bolsonaro. He's a Trumpist. Bolsonaro prides himself on being the Donald Trump of South America. And I'm surprised that he actually came up. You'd think he'd be one of those that snub President Biden. Wasn't he? The,
2: he was the anti-vaxxer guy, right?
0: Oh, yes, he was. People were do- literally dropping like flies in front of him when he'd go out uh, and do personal appearances. Yeah, interesting guy. But I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that he's there. But then again, there is still a, and we, I talked about this uh, yesterday, the day before. There's still this cachet of meeting with the president of the United States. I mean that
2: is still huge. Doesn't matter who it is, that's still there.
0: Well, the smaller the country, the more impressive it is. Oh sure. You know, let, you know, let's pretend but- we're on the same level.
2: I just mean that whoever the president is, yeah. sometimes these smaller countries don't care, and they're just yeah. like, you're right. They just want to be in the spotlight with that person, yeah. with the president.
0: Yeah, and I'm you not know, want to blow my own horn, but I've I've run across people, uh, you know, hand me a card and go, I'm in radio too. And I go really. Uh, when are you on radio? Well, I actually uh, I do a little radio show in front of my computer, and I put it up on the internet every Sunday night at 2 a.m. I go. So, Bill, you know, we're in radio together. And I went absolutely couldn't agree with you more. Congratulations. Same thing with uh, uh, these little presidents of these little countries that have 40,000 people population, and uh, they get to meet with the president. It's a pretty
1: big deal. I don't know if that analogy worked, but I think it's pretty close. <laughs> So in Sacramento, lawmakers want to get a constitutional amendment on the ballot in November that would... uh... Basically make abortion a protected right here in California.
0: Now, that's kind of dumb, and I'll tell you why. The Constitution in California has already in it. The basic Constitution,
1: the right to privacy, exists in the Constitution. That is because of uh, a California Supreme Court decision that interpreted that way. I guess they want to make it absolute—in other words, it's going to say— you have a right to, to an, an abortion. abortion.
0: But the point I'm making is that it's unnecessary. It's already there. It's a political statement is what it what is. If, uh,
1: what if a uh, Amy Coney Barrett or Brent Kavanaugh decide they want to retire? From the Supreme Court and come over to the California Supreme Court and they end up uh, overturning that previous decision here. Oh, yes. Well, then then there's an issue, isn't there, when uh, she
0: comes over to California and sits because Governor Newsom would certainly appoint her to uh, the California Supreme Court. (laughs) Oh, those are just details.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. I tease this a little bit in news, but it looks like now as early as the week of June 20th, we may have vaccines, COVID-19 vaccines for kids five and younger. Now, the Biden administration has purchased 10 million doses. It's ready for states, tribes, territories, community health centers. And they say that this youngest dose is about a tenth of what you or I would get of the adult dose.
1: Nobody has any comments? All right. It'll be interesting to see how many parents avail themselves. Yeah,
0: not many. Of this. Not enough.
1: Speaking of vaccines.
0: Right. Speaking of vaccines, go ahead.
1: Yes. Well, uh, the military is looking at the Novavax COVID-19 vaccine as an alternative for soldiers who had religious objections to the other vaccines. Those other vaccines, Pfizer, Moderna, in particular, what we're talking about, um, used cells that were derived from fetal tissue in early research and the Novavax vaccine has none of that at any point in its development testing or deployment and so the military can go to these about 27,000 soldiers who've said hey I need a religious exemption I can't take this vaccine it 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 has a even if it's tenuous it has a connection to abortion Right.
0: No, I understand that won't work. My question here is how many of those soldiers actually are going to then become vaccinated? Uh, And I make that point because maybe that's not the reason. How many people, uh, for example, said, uh, I want to wait till the FDA clears the vaccine. That's why I'm not getting vaccinated. And then when the FDA cleared it, well, here's another reason why not looking simply for an excuse. I don't know the answer to that. But uh, I'm wondering, it's I think it's easier.
1: Well, I don't know, because it's mandatory in the military to become vaccinated and maybe easier to term. It's easier to discharge those soldiers who say, I have a religious objection when you say, well, what about this approved vaccine that doesn't have the same problem? Then if they refuse, number one, they will be revealed as being insincere. And number two, the military, I think, will feel better about kicking them out.
0: I tend to agree. That's where I was going to. But thank you for putting into words uh, what I should have said if I had done it correctly.
2: All right. Well, speaking of discharge and members in the military, it used to be based on your HIV status, you could be kicked out. But there's a U.S. district judge in Virginia that found the Pentagon's classification of HIV as a chronic condition didn't reflect modern science understandings of the virus. So now, if you are HIV positive, that does not necessarily mean you're getting kicked out right away. In fact, they say that if you display the laboratory evidence of HIV, that you'll be continually monitored on a case-by-case basis. And that your medical evaluation, just like any other medical evaluation, would determine your fitness for continued service.
0: Yeah, that's the official policy. For example, your uh, your promotion into leadership, um, uh, the list that you should be on, but for the fact you're HIV positive, now you're going to go back on it. Of course you are. Uh, They're going to promote people with HIV, 100%. Yep.
1: Oh, Okay. Hey the interior department announced yesterday it's going to phase out the sales of plastic water bottles and other single-use plastic products at national parks and other public lands that they manage about 480 million acres of land in this country are under federal management and this is a uh, you know to save the environment and also I don't think they made a big deal about this but it reverses an order that came down during the Trump administration that said You cannot ban single-use
0: plastics
1: in national parks.
0: Yeah, if I remember, it was you may only use single-use plastic. You couldn't bring your own recyclable, uh, you know, your container. It was illegal. They would throw you out of the park.
1: They would arrest you. I don't think that was true. (laughs)
2: All right. uh, This is pretty cool. The Foo Fighters have announced they're going to do a couple of tribute shows to honor their late bandmate Taylor Hawkins. You remember Taylor Hawkins, the drummer, died on March 25th in Bogota, Colombia, just before the Foo Fighters were supposed to go on stage at this festival. So the band immediately canceled all their remaining tour dates, and they haven't been playing. I think they played just a couple of shows since then. But now they say that they will perform these two special tribute concerts, one in London, one in Los Angeles, to honor Taylor Hawkins. They said for our dear friend, our badass bandmate, and our beloved brother, Foo Fighters and the Hawkins family bring you the Taylor Hawkins tribute concerts. Aren't
0: one of these band members a resident here in Los Angeles?
1: Well, uh, Dave Grohl lives, yeah. uh, hangs around Studio City. Yeah, right. so I think most of these guys live on here. Ventura Boulevard, sometimes. Right. Okay. The thing about this is a, a regular pre-this tragedy Foo Fighters concert, generally, depending on where they were, had an amazing list of guest appearances by other musicians. This, as a tribute to Taylor Hawkins, in Los Angeles. Nobody knows yet what the lineup of guests is going to be, but I feel very confident it's going to be beyond amazing.
0: Yeah, to the point where you won't actually see any member of the
1: Foo Fighters perform.
0: It will all be guests.
1: Tomorrow, Netflix will debut uh, a special called, I don't feel right saying this, but this is what it's called. It's called Dirty Daddy. The Bob Saget tribute, and it's a a group of uh, people from the entertainment industry paying tribute to Bob Saget, who passed away recently, including John Stamos, Jim Carrey, Chris Rock, John Mayer, Jackson Brown. I'm trying to stick only with the super huge names here. Michael Keaton, Dave Chappelle, Tim Allen, Paul Rodriguez, John Lovitz, as well as his daughters and his wife. Right. And Dirty dirty
0: Daddy. First of all, obviously, he was, uh, you know, the uh, American father. Uh, on the television show, also uh, had a very good relationship, was known to have a relationship with his daughters. He he spoke a lot about that. And he was blue as hell. Have you ever heard him talk? I mean, that guy, it it was a filthy show. Funny but filthy. Coming up, a TikTok challenge that actually makes sense. KFI AM 640 Live everywhere on the
2: iHeartRadio app